This is the Read to Lead podcast, episode 238. Hi, Michael Hyatt, author of your best year ever, a five-step plan for achieving your most important goals. Make sure your year includes moments reserved for this. It's the Read to Lead podcast with my friend, Jeff Brown. Hello there. I am Jeff and welcome to the podcast that is dedicated to your personal and professional growth where each and every week, most every week, I sit down with a successful and inspiring business or personal growth type author and we dig into their latest book and their unique insights on things like personal growth and leadership and business and marketing and career, sales, jobs, entrepreneurship and more. Today, however, we take a break from interviews as I'll be sharing about eight surefire ways to dramatically grow your business by becoming the obvious choice. I can tell you, though, that over the next few weeks, we will welcome no less than three authors who are making a return visit to Read to Lead. Next week, we'll chat with Pamela Wilson, author of the book Master Content Strategy, a companion to the book we talked about with her the last time called Master Content Marketing. We'll follow that with a visit from Farnoosh Brock as we dig into her book, The Serving Mindset, Stop Selling and Grow Your Business. And after that comes Dan Schaubel. Dan and I will talk about his brand new book called Back to Human, How Great Leaders Create Connection in the age of isolation. Beyond that, look for a visit from first-time guest James Clear. His brand new book is Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. So that's a taste of what's on the horizon, while today is all about dramatically growing your business by becoming the obvious choice. Eight ways in all. In Los Angeles, among the hundreds of hotel options you might find there, is one called the Magic Castle hotel. And the rooms there aren't anything special. Uh, the walls are mostly bare. Uh, the pool is Olympic-sized if, say, the Olympics were to be held in your backyard, which is to say small. Uh, it's actually a converted two-story apartment complex from the 1950s painted canary yellow. Their pricing, though, is comparable to, say, the Hilton or Marriott hotels. It's, it's a perfectly fine and comfortable hotel, but You might say the Four Seasons, it ain't. Again, it's called the Magic Castle Hotel. But if you were to look a little closer, say, at some recent stats, you would find that it's one of the top three rated hotels in all of Los Angeles out of hundreds, beating out competition like the Four Seasons at Beverly Hills and the Ritz-Carlton Los Angeles. And out of more than 3,000 reviews on TripAdvisor, Over 93% of guests rate the hotel as either excellent or very good. So how does this nondescript Magic Castle Hotel manage to be top of mind among all the other amazing options? Well, there are many ways, but I want to share with you specifically a couple. If you were to find yourself sitting beside this not-so-Olympic-sized pool at the hotel, you might notice a red phone attached to a nearby wall. If you were to walk over to that phone and pick it up, you would find that a voice on the other end, an employee, would immediately answer, Popsicle Hotline, how may I help you? And in just minutes, an employee dressed to the nines and wearing white gloves would bring to you and your party on a silver tray an array of popsicles for free. 
Now, when I stay at hotels, I don't often have my laundry done while I'm there. But if I were to stay at the Magic Castle Hotel, this is a service of theirs I would definitely use. For one reason, it's also free. But also because at the end of the day, you would find that laundry wrapped in brown paper, tied with a string, and accented with a sprig of lavender. Which, by the way, is more attention to detail than given by the doctor who handed you your first child. And this leads me to surefire way number one, to dramatically grow your business by becoming the obvious choice. And that's to realize that different is better than better. Different is better than better than the competition. Sally Hogshead in her book, Fascinate, says that being better is temporary. It's a flimsy advantage that can be toppled in a millisecond by someone with a bigger following or a lower price, or a more convenient location, or a shinier award, or a newer technology, or fancier degree. Better keeps you chained to the same old way of working as your competition. Now, it doesn't mean you can get away with not being good. I'm not saying that it's only about being different. You need to be good at what you do. But being different is going to serve you far better than trying to compare yourself to everyone else. When you're different, like the Magic Castle Hotel is different, you stand out, and for the right reasons. And when you stand out, you end up getting noticed by people in your industry and influencers. And as those influencers and others in your industry notice you, you begin to be perceived as an authority in your niche. So what I've learned about this process, and and from Sally Hogshead specifically, who I quoted a moment ago, uh, that's stop trying to be the best and start being your best. So like the Magic Castle Hotel, ask yourself, what's my story? Number one. How can I be different, number two? And number three, how am I memorable? Now, way number two for dramatically growing your business by becoming the obvious choice, and that's choosing to be laser-like in your focus if you want to broaden your reach. I learned this a long time ago in radio, and the radio stations I worked for that were the most successful, that had the largest audiences, were the ones that pinpointed their listener down to a single individual and on the air talked to that one person. And the beauty of that is, whether it's on the radio or in an email or some other form of communication, every single person receiving that communication will feel as if the individual you're addressing that you're talking to is them. My friend Carrie Oberbrunner puts it this way, clarity attracts, confusion repels. Clarity attracts, confusion repels. So if you want to get more laser-like in your focus, answer these three questions. Who do I help? How do I help them? And what is the ultimate result of my having helped them? Who do I help? How do I help them? And what's the ultimate result? Another way to look at that is to fill in the blanks on a template much like this. I help blank. Fill that in with those you serve. And be, again, as specific and narrow with who that is as you possibly can. I help blank, those you serve, do or become or realize or launch or create blank, what you help make possible for them, in other words, so they can blank the results they realized because of what you made possible. I help blank, do or become or realize or launch or create blank, so they can blank. Now, as someone who has coached and mentored podcasters, people wanting to launch a podcast or take an existing one and and make it more successful, if I were to fill in those blanks with that part of my business in mind, it might look something like this. I help 
Media Savvy Business Owners. Notice it's not just a blanket business owners. It's Media Savvy Business Owners. Both business owners already media savvy and business owners aspiring to be media savvy are going to identify with that statement. I help them do or become or realize or launch or create engaging and compelling podcasts so they can what? Generate new leads and grow their business. Now, I often find when I'm working with someone on growing their business, they get really concerned about the idea of being laser-like in their focus for fear that they are leaving someone out. But you cannot be afraid to help people self-identify. You, you can't try to be all things to all people because you, uh, you then become nothing to no one. The real concern is, gosh, Jeff, I'm going to be fishing out of, a, out of a much smaller pond. But when you follow this technique, you end up becoming a much bigger fish in that pond. Again, the obvious choice. The number three way to grow your business by becoming the obvious choice, participate and stand out in online communities. Well, your first question there is, well, how do I, how do, I do that? You want to start by offering generous, valuable, free advice and insights that stand out and showcase your expertise. Ask yourself what communities already exist that can benefit from my knowledge and expertise. Do a search for groups on Facebook or LinkedIn or consider what local organizations who have an online presence that you could speak into. A friend of mine, Sean Smith, is excellent at this, particularly when it comes to Facebook. He's also a podcast coach, and it's not unusual for me to see him chiming in when people in podcast-related Facebook groups are asking questions about how to do this or how to do that. A recent question came from a young lady named Shell who was asking about a particular cable for a certain microphone. Guy number one responds and says, well, any cable that fits will do. What's the big deal? Guy number two is, well, why do you want to do that? Guy number three is my friend, Sean. He starts by saying, Hi, Shell, and then spends two sentences giving some very sound advice and recommending a specific brand of cable that comes in two different links. And then he links to the three-foot version and a six-foot version and ends by saying, all the best. Now, not long after that, in another podcast-focused Facebook group, someone asked a question about podcasting with a tablet or with, with an iPhone. First person gives some decent advice. The second person, they just tag my friend Sean. Sean has gotten so good and so consistent with going above and beyond and making people say wow to the excellent advice he gives in these free forums that people just start tagging him because they know he'll have a great answer. So by doing this, Sean doesn't even have to be present for every conversation. As you do this kind of thing more and more, other people will bring you in to the conversation. And it's a beautiful thing when that happens. All right, number four on growing your business by becoming the obvious choice. Way number four is to network with, reach out to, and partner with other industry luminaries. We often look at others in similar or related industries as competition, and often for good reason. But there are other, and I would argue better ways, to handle these relationships. Serve them and their community in a unique and powerful way. How might you be able to bring some expertise that you have that this business or individual in a related industry doesn't have? Not to, not to take away clients, but to help them serve the ones they already have. Maybe that thing you're gifted at is something that they're either not gifted at or are but don't want to do. Offer generous commissions for referred clients to your products and services. Or take their advice. Put it into practice. Succeed with it 
and then report back to them how their advice helped you. You do that kind of thing and you can end up becoming a case study for that particular influencer. I've seen this happen with with friends of mine, both online and offline. I attended a conference just a few weeks ago where case studies of this particular influencer were brought to the conference for free and had the opportunity to be on stage and talk about their experience with the product or service and at the same time promote what they do to an audience, by the way, of about a thousand people. So again, serve these luminaries and their communities in a unique and powerful way. Offer commissions when appropriate for referred clients to your products and services and consider becoming a case study. All right, way number five to growing your business by becoming the obvious choice, attend industry events. But more than that, get to know the organizers. Serve the organizers. Offer to help the organizers without expectation of anything in return. When you treat these relationships altruistically, I have found it always comes back to you. I've been able to work with a number of organizers in my industry and do little mini events that that tag onto either before or immediately after their events. And I'm able to tie what I'm doing into that sort of captive audience, if you will. You've heard the phrase, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Well, I would argue that it's not who you know, but rather it's who knows you. As you begin to foster these relationships with event organizers, a natural thing I found that comes out of that is they begin to introduce you to other luminaries and maybe even their large audiences at the same time. Way number six to growing your business by becoming the obvious choice, speak at these events. And when you do, be sure to offer solutions to problems nobody else is talking about. In other words, make it easy for organizers to fit you in. And though this sounds really obvious, you'd be surprised at how often people drop the ball on this one. Meet all of the organizers' deadlines and specs. In other words, demonstrate your dependability. And please, please prepare, practice, polish, and perform your talk numerous times before you actually give it. Know your talk inside and out and time it. You've got a set amount of time and they usually want you to leave questions, time for questions at the end. When you've got, say, 40 minutes, make sure you can deliver that talk in 30. And always, with the permission of the organizer, include a slide that explains how attendees can grab a free resource you're providing in exchange for their email address, again, with the permission of the organizer. The seventh surefire way to grow your business by becoming the obvious choice, create an effective free content or free sample strategy. In other words, can customers easily find, see, taste, feel, experience all that you do? Of course, your website is home base, but what about outposts? Are you active in social media? Are you creating audio in the form of a podcast, if that makes sense? What about video content or earned media like interviews in print or on radio, TV or other people's podcasts? Leverage those platforms to tell stories, stories that your customers can relate to, stories that are compelling, stories that have them as the hero, not you, them. And this can this can kind of sound overwhelming. The, the reality is we're all media companies now. This is not something you can escape. But know, too, that content published in one format, say, a written blog can be repurposed into another, say, used as a script and recorded as a podcast. Or a podcast can be transcribed and turned into a blog post. Can you strip the audio from a YouTube video and turn that into a podcast 
or a blog post. Whatever you choose to do, be consistent. But the key is an understanding. It's not about creating audio and video and written content all at once. Pick one and understand that you can often repurpose the one into others. And the number eight surefire way to grow your business by becoming the obvious choice, I believe, is teach what you know. There are a number of methods to do that. Things like courses, online tools like Teachable and Thinkific make it easy to offer your expertise in course form. There's, of course, coaching. Consider tools like Skype and Zoom to meet with clients online, either one-on-one or in groups, no matter where they are in the world. Live events. And, of course, this can include speaking at other people's events or hosting your own, either offline or online, like a virtual summit. And also webinars with tools like Webinar Jam and Expert.tv, making delivering your content super simple. Now, if you're applying what you're hearing me talk about today to, say, your personal brand, you may be dealing with some self-limiting beliefs. In fact, that may be the case whether you're applying this to a personal brand or something else. You're probably thinking, if that's the case, things like, I'm not an expert, or I don't deserve fill-in-the-blank, you know, success, respect, attention, all the above. Uh, I'm not worth it. Other people are going to judge me. I probably won't succeed How do these, why do these self-limiting beliefs come into play? Well, because we're afraid. The funny thing is we would never allow someone else to talk to us the way we talk to ourselves. Think back to the Magic Castle story for just a moment. What if the Magic Castle staff had said, well, we can't compete with the likes of the Ritz or the Four Seasons, or our facility is over 60 years old, or we can't charge what the Hilton and Marriott chains charge, or... Have you seen our pool? It's the epitome of tiny. (laughs) No, they didn't ask those questions. They reframed everything. Henry Ford once said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And Seth Godin on this very show back in episode 66 said, we don't take action because we believe. We believe because we take action. Do first, believe second. And we're often taught that if we can just believe in ourselves enough, we can do anything. And Seth argues that, well, what if that day never comes? Instead, do in the midst of unbelief. And as you do more and do more, those around you will start believing in you before you do. And their belief will spur your own. Do first, believe second. A lot of this requires you Understanding that to live a life worth living means getting out of your comfort zone. You've probably seen uh, the Venn diagram maybe on Facebook or elsewhere. You know, in in a Venn diagram, the circles normally intersect. They they overlap, right? But not in this one. In, In one circle, one small circle you see labeled your comfort zone. And then in a larger separate circle off to the right by itself, you see where the magic happens. In other words, the magic ain't happening in your comfort zone. You got to get out of that circle if you want to find where the magic happens. So don't be afraid to teach what you know. It's not going to be for everyone, those people who may be ahead of you, but it will be for those who are behind you, who look at you as somebody who is far ahead of them. That's who you're teaching. A couple of quick bonuses to these eight strategies. I guess somewhat obvious, but I don't see a lot of people doing this. And that's, of course, to secure outstanding personal testimonials from your clients. You cannot be afraid to ask for these. 
If you are afraid to ask, then I have to believe that you're not doing a very good job making your clients happy. When you make your clients happy, this is an easy ask. And bonus number two kind of goes along with one of the eight strategies I mentioned that I think often gets overlooked. Don't be afraid to secure outstanding personal testimonials as well from industry experts. Experts in your industry or experts in adjacent industries. I have two really great testimonials in particular that I use on my website and in presentations all the time that come from people who do what I do or offer some of the same kinds of programs that I offer. But because of my desire to want to participate in their communities in a helpful way, I've been able to foster relationships where there's a mutual respect and a mutual and sincere desire to see both parties succeed. My friend Josh Elledge says, authority equals currency. When you do these things, you'll establish authority in your niche, and that equals currency, or put another way, customers. When you stand out and you're the authority, you become the choice, not just a choice. These insights come, by the way, from a presentation I've given a couple of times this year. And if you would like my slides from this presentation, I'd be happy to send them to you. If you're in the U.S., you can simply text episode 238 to 33444. That's the word episode followed by the numbers 238, no spaces, to 33444. Conversely, you can go to readtoleadpodcast.com slash 238. And from that post, there's a method for downloading the slides. So again, readtoleadpodcast.com slash 238. Or from your smartphone right now, text episode 238, no spaces, to 33444. For feedback, comments, or questions about today's episode, you can email me directly, jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. Well, that does it for this week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, leaders read and readers lead. 